This public service announcement is paid in part by Rob Z Radio. There they are, on porches and doorsteps. Ceramic, foam plastic, and rubber-made jack-o'-lanterns. Made from durable polyresins with light bulbs on the inside. Introducing real pumpkins. That's right, get your kids the real deal. Hand them super sharp carving knives with serrated edges. Cut off the top and scoop out the slimy pumpkin seed guts on newspaper on your kitchen table. Pumpkin rind under your fingernails. Slicing out primitive triangle eyes and lit with a real candy that burns the hole in the lid. Then the whole thing gets moldy and decomposes before Halloween. Real jack-o'-lanterns. Brought to you by Tradition. And brought to you by people who still hand out apples to trick-or-treaters. Savages. Hey! <laughs> Welcome to the Rob Z Radio Podcast. We have, we have sponsors now. We have... Dad, I'm going to make something to myself. We have real sponsors now. The Clay Cup, 1304 11th Avenue... Downtown Altoona. Find at the Clay Cup on Facebook, on Instagram. She's amassing quite a following. She is Sarah Vogel. She runs the joint, and uh, she has specialty coffees, traditional coffees, espresso-based drinks, also teas. If you're like me and you love a good tea, Sarah's got it covered. Uh, Some of the special seasonal drinks like chocolate chai, maple latte. If you're basic like me, you love the pumpkin spice. And you can also... Do your own pottery while you're sipping on your drinks. Open pottery hours Wednesday through Saturday from 1 until close. You fire the pottery in the kiln. You take it home. You keep it. You can drink out of it, eat out of it. You can wash it in your dishwasher. That's why she's amazing. She combines coffee and creativity. And, you know, sometimes, actually many times, creativity doesn't come without the coffee. So the Clay Cup, 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona at the Clay Cup on social media. Also, the podcast brought to you by Trade Secrets, which is at 1223 13th Avenue, first floor in Altoona, just two blocks up from Sarah at the Clay Cup. You can find Trade Secrets at Secrets in Trade on Facebook. Uh, they're a brand new business in downtown Altoona. I've been there several times. We, we've got some of their products at my house, like the charcoal soap that clears your face. The, the idea is that they have an all-natural designed in-house body care line of products. So, like all natural deodorants, like if you're allergic to products, this place is is really the place for you. Bath bombs, 100% soy wax candles, all natural lip bombs, uh, moisturizing body lotions, whipped body butters. Oh, baby. I'd love to get a whipped body butter for Christmas. It might sound dirty, but it makes you nice and clean. (laughs) Trade secrets. Downtown out to the 1223 13th Avenue on the first floor at Secrets and Trade. You can call them at 814-505-6942. And if you're not from the central Pennsylvania area, I'm sure that Steph at, at Trade Secrets would be happy to mail some of those products out to you. I guarantee she'd be happy to send you something in the mail. And by the way, if you want to be a sponsor on the podcast, this is how I'm doing it, right? I'm only going to have like six sponsors at a time. So if you want to be a sponsor, please send me a message on Facebook, on Instagram, Rob Z Radio, on Twitter and Snapchat, Rob Z Yo. It's very affordable, and it's also, the more we do this, the more fun it's going to get. So if you want to be a sponsor, please contact me. Without further ado, let's start this thing. This is Rob Z Radio. 
Hello, my special little pumpkins. Halloween's so close, I can taste it. Or maybe you're listening to this after Halloween, and you've already tasted it. The candy's gone. The cavity and the diabetes have set in. Mom, I got the sugars from Halloween this year. But truthfully, as I broadcast live from the Launchbox Studios in downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania, I'm ashamed of our country. I'm, I'm actually, you know, ashamed for once because of Halloween. And I never thought I would be. It's the one night that seems to come without shame. Yet this year, in America, that's not the case anymore. You can't expect those kind of things in America anymore because parents, neighbors are outraged. And luckily this didn't happen in Pennsylvania, but in Boston, <laughs> they felt that Halloween was not inclusive enough, so they canceled Halloween and turned it into Black and Orange Spirit Day. I'm not kidding. They call it Black and Orange Spirit Day. So Halloween is no longer a thing. Halloween does not exist. You're not celebrating it anymore in Boston. And I'm sure soon to be across the country. Somebody got offended by Halloween. I can get Christmas. Christmas has a lot of religion attached to it. I can get Easter. I can understand Thanksgiving. But when you're breaking it down to Halloween, I can't possibly even fathom how you could remotely consider Halloween not including somebody. But did somebody not come... Are they from Transylvania? Is that why they're offended? Do they have fang-like teeth that make them appear kind of like a vampire and they're offended? I can't imagine the situation where that would be some sort of issue. And apparently, a lot of the parents who are... Uh, you know, parents of the children who go to this elementary school in Boston can't necessarily believe it either. I think it's a shame because, uh, you know, Halloween is the funnest day of the year next to Christmas for uh, children. I'm we have that. grandkids going to Boyden School. Wonderful. Wait, hold on. It's funnest day of the year. Is that, can you say funnest day of the year? I don't know if that's actual real terminology. I think it's a shame because, uh, you know, Halloween is the funnest day of the you year can't, next to Christmas for uh, children. That, we have grandkids no. going to Boyden School. Wonderful school. Halloween party should happen on Friday because all the kids are excited. Put a costume on, parade down the street, let them have their little time. And shut your mouth. You know, why why do you have to turn it into something political? People are too concerned with political and over-political means today. I think they should go ahead and do it. I don't understand what the reasoning is behind it or whatever, but... It should, it should be done. It's just a, a Halloween thing. That's it. We have numerous events at the school that are not all-inclusive. That's the problem. So if you cancel one event on that um, thought process, you're going to have to cancel every single event. Oh, for the love of God, does it ever end? Does it ever end, people? I, I would love to just dive inside of the mind of the person who came up with the idea. Black and Orange Day. You, you must be out of your mind. You must be a crazy person. You've got to be a crazy person. This world's getting crazy, and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier as the months go on. How is it not inclusive enough? How is that even possibly a, a real thing? How is that something that you can even fall into believing? I, I don't understand. But what, I, what I'm gathering from this is there actually still is a Halloween party going on, right? People are going to dress up in Halloween costumes and they're going to do the normal things they would do on Halloween, except it's not going to be called Halloween. So, I mean, if you're going to complain about the name being gone, oh, that's one thing. But at least you're still getting all the good things that come along with Halloween, right? I mean, that's it, it's not that bad. Good morning, students. Some quick announcements about the upcoming festivities for Hall- 
um, black and orange spirit day. That's it, get it right. There will be no bobbing for apples. We wouldn't want anyone to drown. So we'll simply hand out apples, organic and fair trade certified, of course. Thank God. Also this Halloween, I mean black and orange day. It's tough. Get excited for the corn maze. And to keep it simple, they're all right turns. That's so no one suffers from anxiety or gets lost. Oh. And the costume parade will be replaced by the black and orange parade, during which students can walk around dressed in black or orange or black and orange. Mm -hmm. Fat kids are going to look like pumpkins. Hey. And finally, if Watch the it. devil mascot could come to my office, I have some bad news to break. <sighs> it's just everything's ruined. Everything's been destroyed. But luckily, here in the great state of Pennsylvania, lucky here in this beautiful state of Pennsylvania, things are on the right track. Lucky whenever you step into this state, somebody doesn't have their head shoved straight up their rear end because there's a woman named Lucy Tracassi in Pennsylvania. She just celebrated her 112th birthday. She's the eighth oldest person in the United States. Maybe I should reach out to her. Lucy! I love Lucy. The eighth oldest person in our country. She says her secret is that she... Well, should I... I'm not going to give... Let her tell the secret. Well, I, I never drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I drink milk. Uh -huh. I think it's milk. I don't drink it, but I still like beer. She okay. and I split one. <laughs> well, tell everybody who your favorite is. We know it's Marty. Marty. Marty Griffin. Oh, Marty. I, I listen to you every day. I have my radio. Don't be I, shouting out some other radio DJ when you're on my podcast, lady. I'm from Pennsylvania, too. You should give me a little bit of respect. Rude. 112 years old, and she's rude. So she doesn't drink coffee, but she does like a lot of milk. Well, guess what, Lucy? I'm lactose intolerant, so I take personal offense to that, and I'm actually triggered right now. And if you weren't 112 years old, and if you weren't from this great, beautiful state of Pennsylvania, then I might be outraged. But you know what? I'm going to hold it in. I'm going to hold it in, and I'm going to love you, because I respect that about you, that you come straight from Pennsylvania, and you lived 112 years. I don't even know if I want to live that long. Actually, if I can still kick back a beer every once in a while and... Have some tall glasses of milk just to give myself the stomach gurgles. Ah, for the love of God, I'd be happy to do it. But there also are bad things happening in Pennsylvania. I'm not going to act like this This state is all non-caffeined up, dairy-drinking, cow-milking, beer-swiggling old people. No, no, no. There's some bad things going on here as well. And there's a teacher in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who uh, had to take a phone from a fourth grader. And here's the, okay, let's just break down that part for a second. You've got to take a phone from a fourth grader. So that's what, like maybe nine or ten years old? Do they even need a cell phone at nine or ten years old? I don't think, I, I, maybe I'm wrong here. My son's three. When he's nine or ten in fourth grade, will I give him a cell phone? I don't see it happening. But anyways, the teacher took the phone. The fourth grader then bit her. This is why you don't give your kids cell phones. All right, people? It leads to acts like biting. Zombie-like behaviors, vampire-like behaviors. I get that it's the Halloween season, but it's getting kind of scary. So she had a meeting with the parents, and the mother said that she was going to get even with the teacher. Can we... We're going down the line, the family lineage of what is wrong here, and we've now reached the mother. If we could reach the mother's mother, we'd probably really uncover some... 
deep, dark, dirty things about this family. But the mother said she's going to get even with this teacher for taking a fourth grader's cell phone away. Why it was confiscated, I'm not real sure. I don't have those details. So the night the teacher goes to an urgent care clinic from the bite, and along the way, the kid's mother hits her in the face with a brick. I can't even make this stuff up. And this went from being like kind of a comedy piece to being a very sad piece on the state of our country. Her name is uh, Betty Davis. Yeah, so the teacher's name is Janice Watkins. The woman in this clip is her mother, Betty Davis, and this is what she had to say. Her head is hurting real bad. Her face is right on the one side is swollen. And so they took her down. They said they want to do a, a scan to make sure everything's okay. She said, I put my window down, and a woman threw a brick through my window and hit her in her face. And um, she said, and that's when she said, so-and-so, I told you that I would get you. And she what? said, when I got out of that car, she said, I didn't realize it was two other people. She said, but she felt something hit her in the back, and it was two men. My heart goes out to the child, because what has that mother taught that child? Ugh. Whatever it is, you solve it with violence. And it- right, taking the brick to the face, straight up violence. And then there's two guys there. What are those two guys doing there? What are they planning on doing to this lady? How crazy are we? How nuts are we getting, people? Your fourth grader has a cell phone. It's taken away by a teacher, and you smash her in the face with a brick while she's on her way to the hospital after getting bit by your son. Like, there's something crazy going on. There's some craziness out there. In Pittsburgh, it's happening right in our backyard. If you're listening to this anywhere else in the country, I'm sure you have a crazy situation like this happening in, in, in your part of the country. Um, but we're just all ramped up right now. We're all agitated. We're all on edge. And we, we got to, like, figure out a way to calm it down. And I think that I figured out at least for myself personally, maybe a little bit of a way to cool things down on my end. The, the way to cool things down on my end would be just to not engage in any of these sorts of activities. Now, if you're on Facebook, then you know that not engaging in these sort of activities is almost impossible, especially for some people. So here's my story. I was on Facebook this past Friday night, and I, I saw an article, and uh, along with the article came a meme And along with the meme came my idea. I'm going to post something on my Facebook page about this. You can follow me on Facebook, Rob Z Radio. The post is gone. The apology for the post has been added because I felt an apology was necessary because I don't want to be those people who post something ridiculous online, pull it, and then never acknowledge the fact that you pulled it. just kind of makes you look like an a-hole. I I wanted to pull it and and make a statement as to why I did. But the post that I made, it it went something like this. Why do people... Who, why people who are on methadone because of their addictions, why do they get methadone for free, okay? And people who have cancer don't get their chemo for free. Now, as I posted this comment, it didn't say exactly that, but that was the idea. As I posted that, I thought, well, here we go, right? This is going to get a response. I have like almost 11,000 people on my Facebook page. It's going to get a response, especially in our area. There's a lot of people... uh, you know, on methadone, there's a lot of there's a lot of addictions, and that's just not my area. That's all over the country. But I know personally, I've struggled. I I understand to a certain extent what people go through, but I don't understand the full extent. And that's right there. Just being able to say that, admitting that, it was a reason enough why I shouldn't have made this post. But then, of course, came 
the response. And a lot of people liked it. A lot of people, you know, supported what I said. But there were a couple people who did not support what I said and did say that you have to pay for your methadone and did say that somebody's paying for your methadone. Of course, somebody's paying for the methadone. Now, if you don't know what methadone is, it's uh, I'm ignorant on this for the most part. So if I mess any of this up, you can pass this information right along to me and I'll reiterate it and change my wording on a different episode. Um, but methadone basically is something that if you take it, it doesn't get you high. If you take it and then you do heroin, the heroin won't get you high. But if you just take methadone, it's still messing it up in its own right. It's still like a, it's still a narcotic. It's still an opiate in its own right, I believe. Uh, so it, it's kind of a, real, a weird catch-22 with the methadone. Like it won't let the heroin get you high anymore, but then you'll be kind of hooked on the methadone, which seems to be the case. That's just my own outside looking in kind of view on the whole thing. I'm sure somebody will comment about that. Uh, But from my stance, it was just a statement of, you know, of course the taxpayers are paying for the methadone. And if you have health insurance, you know, the insurance company is paying for the methadone. Um, But then somebody commented, you know, if you don't have health insurance, you have to pay for it out of pocket. It's like 400 bucks a month like that. There might be some recovering heroin addicts who are paying for methadone out of pocket. That might be a situation but I feel like it's mostly insurance covered or there's some sort of like subsidy or, or grant money or something like that. I'm getting too deep into it right now. You're going too deep, Rob. My point was that it seems like chemo should be one of those things that should be a little more expensive for a family to manage. Maybe, uh, you know, it's not completely as, as inexpensive as methadone might be. I'm not sure how inexpensive on insurance methadone is, but it just seems like chemotherapy should be relatively cheap relatively manageable for a family to be able to go through and not totally wreck their family from uh, this disease, not let alone having the cancer wreck the family, but then having the cost of all the bills from the medical and hospital charges wreck the family. Well, I posted that up there and, you know, a couple of people, obviously and naturally, you know, and rightfully so, had their own opinion that did not match my opinion. And as we were getting into into a debate, as it was Friday night around like five, you know, Friday evening, I'm thinking, man, I should not have posted this because I'm not the kind of person just to put something up online and then not follow up with people who have replied to it. I feel like that's rude and a stupid thing to do. So I was looking through the comments, replying, and I thought, this is going to take me all night long. And maybe this could be a lesson for other people. Maybe not. Maybe you think this is a stupid message and you would never want to be what the, you would never want to be like me. You'd want to sit online and argue with people all night long. Um, but as, as the comments were rolling in, as it was starting to get a little more heated and a little more convoluted, and I didn't quite know if my message was exactly the way I wanted to say it, I thought, I'm just going to wipe this post out, I'm going to delete it, and I'm going to post something up there that is nice, that is kind, and is lighthearted. Uh, the funny thing was, one of the guys who was kind of going at me on the whole thing, then messaged me after I deleted it and said, man, I hope you didn't delete that post because of me. I hope that you, I wasn't the, the cause of that thing to dis- disappear. I was just trying to get the right information out there. And he was kind of being smart in his comments, right? Because you, you can on Facebook. And, and I'm sure things can be taken out of context in textual ways. When you text things, they're always taken out of context. It's just the way it is. Um, But I felt like it was getting a little bit heated. I just felt like the post needed to go away. And I feel like if more people would do these sorts of things, either don't post at all, think about the post before you put it up. If it's getting too much for you to handle, delete it. 
And if you do delete it, write something about why you deleted it and, and make it nice. Don't be like, well, these pieces of garbage who came on here and were arguing my point. I didn't agree with them and they didn't agree with me. So screw them. I'm gonna, I'm just getting rid of the post and I'm gonna block all you from my Facebook. I'm gonna be cutting out some friends on my list tonight. Cause that's the kind of thing that you, I would totally see coming. I'm cutting out people on my friends list tonight. I don't need them on my my Facebook page anymore. If you're not with me, you're against me. Delete. That's the sort of thing that I imagine would happen uh, in certain situations. I'm not judging. Maybe I am judging a little bit. But I'm just saying that if it comes down to a fact where you feel like you've gone too far with a Facebook post, if you feel like you've you've dug yourself too deep into a hole and you want to get out, just delete it. You can just delete it, and you can also, before ever posting it, think, man. I might not be right. This might be something that is very effective to say to somebody in person when we can have an open conversation. Maybe I should present it to my friends and talk to them about it. But it's probably not good for me to just spit this out onto Facebook for all of my friends to see and anybody who comments it, all of their friends to see. Maybe not the best idea. So that's, that's where I sat on Friday evening. Hopefully we all can sit in that spot. At some point in time. Hopefully we all can sit there and think, you know what, it's not worth it to get into a Facebook argument. It's not worth wasting my Friday night. It's not worth getting other people all riled up and angry. It's not worth getting myself all riled up and angry. This is just not necessary. Maybe I should just go back to posting pictures of my food, pictures of my children, pictures of my dog, and let it be. But you know, this is me, that's you, I don't know what your stance is. But I want to thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I want to thank you very much uh, for being here with me on this fine, fine evening at the Launchbox Studios. At this fine, fine time whenever you're listening to this. Thank you so much. Uh, but, you know, we're not, we're not quite done yet, ladies and gentlemen, because I just want to thank my sponsors once again as well. Halloween's coming up. I'm so excited for Halloween. I, I, I love Halloween. It's, just, it's the best holiday. It, or I'm sorry, Black and Orange Day. Oh my gosh, what did I just do? I'm sorry if I offended anybody with that Black or, Black and Orange Day. I'm gonna slap yourself, Rob. How dare you? Shout out to the Clay Cup, 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona, at the Clay Cup on social media. Trade Secrets at 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona, at Secrets and Trade on social media. And uh, you can find them on social media if you don't know what they're all about. If you're not in the area, you know, I'm sure Sarah at the Clay Cup would would ship you items. I don't know if she'll ship you coffee. It might be kind of warm or cold by the time you get there. You'd want it warm. It'll be cold by the time it it gets there. Unless you like cold coffee or lukewarm room temperature. Where am I going with this, Rob? I don't know. If they can uh, order online, I'm sure that is something that is a possibility for you. And I'm just, I rambled that. That was just a ramble at the end. Just so you know, I run this whole show live. I I don't piece any of this together. I'm running the board as I'm talking, so (laughs) it'll get better as we go along, as my fingers get used to where the buttons are. Uh, Thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm also, I wonder, you know, as far as Halloween goes, like, what's your favorite horror movie of all time? What do you love? Uh, I've always been a fan of The Shining. And I've always been a fan of Halloween 1 and 2. One of the awesome things about Halloween, and maybe a lot of people don't know this, I have some horror movie fans in my life. Uh, Danny McBride, who, you know, is Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down, 
is bringing back Halloween. Wes Craven's back on board. Jamie Lee Curtis, that's right, Laurie Strode is back on board. And they're doing another Halloween. And Danny McBride is one of the guys who's made this happen. I'm super stoked about it. Because Halloween 1 and 2 were the two best Halloweens by far. And Wes Craven, they want to make this one. Or John Carpenter, not Wes Craven. I'm sorry, John Carpenter's on board. (laughs) Some Halloween fans out there just got really, really mad at me. Uh, but John Carpenter's back on board, and this will be a direct continuation of the second Halloween. So if you're a horror movie fan, that is some of the greatest news ever. I think that's going to be coming out next year, maybe for, for 2018. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Facebook and Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Twitter and Snapchat, Rob Z Yo. My zebras, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with me, and I will talk to you soon. I love you all. Peace out. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's brutal.